Hello, 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 everybody. Oof. I see we got a number of people in here already. How are we doing? Uh, times are good. Especially if you're a Kingdom Hearts fan, man. Times are good. Uh, it's good to see everybody. Um, hope you all have enjoyed the crazy freaking, like, theory train I've been on. I've got so many more in the pipeline that I can't wait for you guys to see. Um... Legit, it's been a cool ride. I'm excited to hang out with everybody. Talk nothing but Kingdom Hearts today, which is awesome. But before we get into that, there's a lot of people who deserve some thank yous. And those thank yous are the Sages of the Lodge. Those who donate as little as one gill a month to keep my nonsense going. So without further ado, let me give a loving shout out to Charlotte, Alex, Chris, Maria, Shane, David, Scott, Jillian, Corey, Twilight Blaze, Nick Taborski, Kevin McBride, AJ Michael, Andrew Brendan, Gasha Snake, Mookie DTRT90, Orpheus Joshua, Jordan Krupka, Corey Sarakis, Axel Vega, DJ Ghoul, and Brady Burleson. Thank you all very, very, very much. It is a very exciting time. I appreciate all the support, but just know all I could ever ask for is for you guys to just hang out here in the chat and talk this nonsense with me. Uh, I'm excited to, uh, you know, interact with you guys in the chat, answer some of your questions, but I do have a few things that I, myself, want to cover. So strap yourselves in. Uh, first things first, I want to talk about Dark Road. Definitely want to talk about Missing Link and KH4. I've got translations of the Tetsuya Nomura interviews from the Kingdom Hearts 20th event. So between the interviews, Missing Link, KH4, and Dark Road, we got plenty to talk about. But first things first, I definitely want to talk about Dark Road. So before we get into it, let's just roll the trailer, give everyone a little refresher, and then we'll uh, we'll start to break it down. Yeah. And I, honestly, the pixel animation got a lot better, too. We're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about this. I got some, uh, some tweets I want to credit. Poor Dark Road overshadowed. Totally overshadowed. It got nothing but overshadowed at the event, but honestly, rightfully so. Yeah, there are a lot of good nuggets in this trailer. There's no audio in the video, or it might be super quiet. There we go. That ought to do it. So we're going to get into all of this, because it covers a lot. Everything from the, let's just call it, the Union Cross era... Like, literally, with everything with the Master of Masters and stuff, like, it's... It's crazy to me how all-inclusive Dark Road's narrative seems to be. It seems to stretch as far back to Union Cross, and literally stretch as far to modern-day Quadrato. I think that's something that makes it so interesting. Especially when you consider that Xehanort was all about time. And the fact that his ripple effects still move both towards the past and the future. It's it's kind of wild, honestly. All right. Oh, we potting today. Hell yeah, Andy Brew. What up? We're potting hardcore. Okay, so there's our little refresher on Dark Road. Now, Noct Flugel on Twitter was nice enough to send me some little nuggets about Dark Road. Yes. So as you guys all know, there's a lot of Norse mythology inspiration in not just Union Cross, but Dark Road, and probably coming to the modern series as well. So let's talk about a few things. We already are seeing a lot of overlap with Norse mythology in this trailer. So first, let's give a credit to Data Boy Riku. I've gone and put their link in the chat if you want to follow them on Twitter. Check this out. 
The tweet says, when Balder was introduced in Dark Road, we were all like, oh no, he's gonna die and Ragnarok will begin. Well, the finale trailer from the 20th event shows just that. So here we go. Fire and Ice Giants that fight alongside Loki. Here's your Fire and Ice Giant. And then boom, here's Garm, a dog or wolf associated with the Underworld, at which, as they mentioned, Cerebrus would be a standard. That's not me, by the way, Noxflugel from Twitter. Yes, exactly, but I do appreciate that. What's up, Martyr Might Die? But yeah, so here you go. You have Garm, a dog or wolf associated with the Underworld. So right off the bat, between the Fire and Ice Giants and Garm, a stand-in with Cerebrus, we already see overlap with Norse mythology. But what if I told you it didn't stop there? Let's see. Where is the, uh, the first post? I think I lost the first post. Nope, here it is. Also in Ragnarok, the story, you have Thor fighting the world uh, serpent. And as we see here, Maleficent sort of takes her, like, dragon serpent form, and we'll be battling against that. And I also want to talk about that a little bit further. Talk about Maleficent being involved in this, which will be very interesting. And then Vidar foretold to avenge his father Odin by slaying Fenrir during Ragnarok, one of the few gods that survives. And we could see a little bit of that playing out here. So, it isn't just going to land... Ragnarok isn't just going to be the Union Cross finale... We have reason to believe that we're going to see another Ragnarok-type event in Dark Road. And when we think about it, Kingdom Hearts really is all about, like, apocalyptic events and the heroes doing everything they can to either rid the world of that or postpone it. That seems to be the cycle, right? When you think about the Master's Book of Prophecies, on that faded land, a great war will transpire, darkness will prevail, and the light expire... It's, it's almost like just this recurring apocalypse. It's like the cycle of civilization in Kingdom Hearts. We saw it in Union Cross. And again, with these little nuggets we have from the trailer, we have reason to believe it's coming to Dark Road as well. There's a few other things I wanted to discuss too. So this I found pretty peculiar. Let me play this. Xehanort talking to the mirror. Do you recognize me? Now, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, but we have not seen a young Xehanort interact with the mirror on the wall like that this is a that's new information that xehanort whether it be young or old visits this mirror on the wall more than once i'm interested into seeing what that what that's going to be about the one thing i could fathom right what did they tell us about xehanort he gave up being a keyblade master to pursue the seeker's life right mirror mirror on the wall is essentially a seeker something that can you know, you ask it who's the fairest one of all, it'll show you who it is. In a sense, there's sort of that, I could see how a seeker like Xehanort could overlap with a mirror that has the ability to see things the naked eye can't. Um, so I found that very interesting. Let me see, was there anything else? Nope. This is pretty standard. They all want to be Keyblade Masters. This is something else right here. So right here we see Xehanort and Eric is about to duke it out, right? But when Birth by Sleep starts... Correct me if I'm wrong, Ericus and Xehanort have buddied up. Like, you know, Ericus has that respect for Xehanort. He doesn't necessarily agree with him, but it's just going to be interesting to see how this relationship patches itself up, right? Because here they are, clearly ready to duke it out, clearly having an ideological difference. And we're going to circle back at Birth by Sleep where Master Ericus is going to let Xehanort judge his students? It, it, maybe they patch things up, says the dude. I mean, I think they will. I'm just interested to see how. 
right? How do you go from wanting to battle it out physically to getting to a place where Ericus is comfortable letting Xehanort judge his students? Where Ericus gets the scars. Yo, send rice picks. I like that. Maybe we're going to see Ericus get the scars on his face. Yeah, they, that's true. They also have another fight closer to birth by sleep. They really are like an old married couple that just keep fighting and coming back to each other. It's actually quite sweet. All right, let's roll this trailer a little further and see what else we can find. There's the fire and ice giants. Garm the wolf. And it's shown in succession with each other. So, hold on. This is interesting to me, too. The fact that Maleficent's going to play a hand in this. Whether it just be... Well, I, it'll be interesting to see if she's going to be isolated to her own Disney world here. Or is she going to actually play a bigger part in the plot in Dark Road? Because we saw her in Union Cross, right? I'm interested to see if she'll have a larger role to play outside of her Disney world in Dark Road. I think that could be really cool. Alright, let's keep this rolling. Now this is another one, right? Odin is instructing his student, instead, you must, fo you must focus on studying the darkness and its nature. So, it seems to me that I think Scala is going to have a similar philosophy that the foretellers did, right? In the age of fairy, <clears throat> excuse me, in the age of fairy tales, it was nothing but light, right? The world was all light, there was no darkness. That's why, by the way, I think it'll be interesting to see when the foretellers see wielders like Riku and Terra use the darkness, to them, that's going to be completely like sacrilegious. Like you can't be a warrior of light and wield darkness. Not as far as the foretellers are concerned. It's kind of interesting to see that same attitude perpetuated by Odin here. I don't know. I think that's pretty cool. They're not about using the darkness. It's about you could study them and its nature, but never wield it. Let's keep this rolling. Actually, let's take a look at that again. All right, so the whole squad is here, basically. I don't think there's anything too much to, to dissect from here. So let's keep this moving. This is crazy. Okay, so this is crazy. I'll wait for the... So Odin says, so only you remain. Now, I've been, I've been trying to really pick out what this could mean. If anyone has any ideas in the chat, please let me know. But he's standing here over two Keyblade armors and says, so only you remain. And take a closer look, guys. I don't know if any of you have caught this, but darkness is right here. I don't know if anybody's like... Because I missed this the first few times. Umbra says, so only you remain. The exact same thing Lushu said to Brain at the end of Union Cross. Okay, so I've always thought that Lushu was going to end up as Odin. I've always thought that. Right? Because he's the one who passes the no-name Keyblade down. And it would make sense. Xehanort gets the no-name here. Odin would be the one to pass it on to him. So, honestly, Umbra, this works for me. Because there he is just saying it to Brain again. But the question is, obviously I don't think Brain is here. You know, it'll be interesting to see who he's saying it to. We know Brain is a blue blood. So if he's saying it to Ericus, I think that could be pretty cool. But again, the thing we're overlooking here is that 
Darkness is chilling right here, man. Right here. It's going to get crazy. And this is what I mean. This is what, I, in my opinion, makes Xehanort such a great character. I said it earlier in the podcast. Um, I said it earlier in the podcast, but I just want to reiterate it. The effects of Xehanort, like the ripple effects of Xehanort go both backwards and forward. They stretch all the way back to Union Cross and they'll go as far to the modern day in some sense. Um, but here he is, so only you remain. Mary Scary says, in episode three, Xehanort passes through the dark corridor and four darknesses pass through him. Which is interesting. That's very interesting. The portal cable became the dark corridors, maybe? I could see that. I definitely see that, Mary. We saw their armors before in Dark Road, right? Whose armor is that? Ooh, I don't know. I don't know off the top of my head. That's Ericus and Xehanort's armors. So basically, to me, I think Odin is actually just saying that to Ericus and Xehanort then. That he came to rescue them, but upon him coming to rescue them, there's only two of them left. It's very possible. Ooh. 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 Okay, so what this means to me is that Darkness is the one guilty of killing Xehanort's friends. I think that's the whole... I think that's going to add to the motive here, right? Because if Darkness is the one guilty of killing Xehanort's friends, it would make sense. Remember at the end of Kingdom Hearts 3 where he's like, Darkness spread across the world like a plague, you know? And he wanted to reset the world and kind of rule over, rule over it in, a, in an authoritative sense and make sure there was nothing but light. So Xehanort, that whole thing may... I'm just interested to see how that plays out. If Darkness is the one who really kills Xehanort's friends, I'd be interested to see how that evolves into him wanting to wield Darkness to create a world of light. I think that could be kind of wild. All right, let's see what else we got here. Cosmic says, I joined at the right time. Big brain theory going on here. We're just brainstorming, man. We're just brainstorming. Listen, guys, in case you're new to the channel, I'm not always right about theories. Surprise, surprise. But I love having the conversation. I love brainstorming. And when I put out theories as concrete as I may present them, really what I'm trying to do is just brainstorm with all of you. And that's where the comments section comes in. Exactly, Grace Kim. Just fun brainstorming ideas. Mary Scary says, and I think Xehanort's going to blame himself for darkness killing his friends. Hmm. I would like that too. If it was something like he wasn't able to channel it, right? Because then that would tell you why he's so into channeling darkness. Because it's like if you don't learn to, it can take, uh, take out your friends. Sen Pick says the portal cable could be the dark corridors and the worlds they see are actually data worlds. Hmm. And that's why Emblem Heartless can exist already. You know, I kind of like that, Sen Picks. I definitely like that. Joshisha shits all for fun and to be as imaginative as it allows. And that's the thing, man. That's the beautiful thing about Kingdom Hearts is it inspires the imagination. SmashGamer999, thank you very much for that follow on Twitch. I do appreciate it. But uh, yeah, guys, I think Dark Road's going to pop off. You know what I mean? Whoever this unit is that tells the stories through these sort of like 2D sprites, they do a very good job. I really believe Union Cross is one of the best stories in the series. And I actually think when Dark Road is done, I think people are going to love Xehanort more. And I think that's the point. I want people to come away from Dark Road having a better understanding of Xehanort's motives and loving the character all the more. Feeling they can empathize with him. Or sympathize, rather. All right, let's keep this rolling.
This too. This too. So it's like, <laughs> we're going to see, I, is this their first encounter? Is this their, yo, what is your Twitch? I will grab it for you and throw it in the YouTube chat for you. Um, is this their first encounter? Is this like a second, a third encounter? Because this is definitely not the encounter that we saw in Remind. This is definitely not the encounter we saw in Remind because it doesn't start that way. We see how the, that starts in, in um, uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 Remind. We see the way the master sort of appears, brings him, uh, Xehanort appears, brings himself to the master. Xehanort doesn't, doesn't just wake up. This is a different meeting between the two. So I wonder if this is going to be the meeting between the two characters before the master sends him off on the world tour. That, that's what I think. Jashish, thanks for asking. I'm, I'm doing very, very well. Landy, if this is a school, what's the school lunches like? Yo, they probably eat good in Scala Ad Kylum cheesecake. They probably eat good. Yeah, the dude, I'm with you right there. I think this is the meeting before the master sends him out on the world tour. Because if you look, Xehanort doesn't have the black coat. He's not wearing the black coat yet. So I think this very well may be the meeting where the Master of Masters gives Xehanort the black coat so he can go on the world tour, which is pretty nuts. Hey, Cosmic, coming on over to Twitch. I appreciate it, dude. Very much appreciate it. All right. Also, I should probably turn the alert audio off, but eh, that's a problem for episode 121 to fix. Let's keep it going. This seems pretty standard. You know, like, yeah, Ericus wants to be a Keyblade Master. Uh, what is he, he wants to serve the world of light? Something like that. Where is it right here? To stay true to light. Yeah. And again, this doesn't really give us any new information. But I love it. I think it's cool, man. I think it's really cool. I'm going to leave that up for a little bit. Jessica James says, I wouldn't be surprised if Xehanort's discovery of Quadratum was the inspiration for the type of world he wanted to make. Yeah, no, that, I like that. I like that, Jessica James. I like that because he could see this world of fiction, right? A place where neither light or dark exists. And he could use that almost like as inspiration for the world he wanted to manifest after he gained control of Kingdom Hearts. I like that. I like that. Jerome. What up? Jerome says, what do you think of how we'll shop in Kingdom Hearts 4? I... Man, you know, I I love the Moogles. I really do love the Moogles. If it were up to me, I'd keep the Moogles as the shop function, but I would give them like a full-blown shop in Quadratum. I don't know if that's what they're going for, but I mean, it could also, it could look a lot like The World Ends With You where you kind of walk into all these different brand shops. Listen, I'll say this. I don't know if you guys remember Fragmentary Passage playing it, but if you remember in Fragmentary Passage, you could unlock different armor items and customize Aqua, right? You could give her a crown, you could give her like little wings. There are all these sort of armor customizations. I want them to do that with Kingdom Hearts. Like, let's, let's just be honest. Nomura is a character designer, but he's also a fashion designer with the freaking drips he gives these characters. I want them to enable that part of his creativity. I would love it if you could either shop for or unlock different armors in the game that actually reflect the way your avatar looks. You know, like you could put on all those like bracelets and stuff, but it's never reflected in the avatar's appearance. I'd like them to bring that back personally. I would like to see that. But uh, let's see what else we got. Maria says, following my theory of darkness using Xehanort as a proxy, like Joshua with Neku, darkness scripted everything for young Nort to blame himself 
and passing to the dark side, for lack of a better term. Yeah, which might also explain why the Master maybe wanted him to ditch the dark coat, too. Let's check it out. But yeah, listen, Xehanort, when the upper class would die, Xehanort changes haircut. We're going to get into that. Like I said, I've got the translation of a lot of Nomura interviews that I want to go over. Uh, I think, I mean, what better time than now, right? I will say, though, like, I think Dark Road's story is going to end up being really cool. Again, I think we're going to come away from it understanding Xehanort better. And I hope we come away from it understanding Ericus better, too. Right? We see how they're building up why Xehanort's going to be so, um, I don't want to say loyal to the darkness, but convinced of the darkness's utility. Whereas I also, I want to see why Ericus is so, so dedicated to the light. It can't just be because he's good. He's a blue blood. He's got a heart of light. Show me why Ericus is so loyal to the light. You know? Don't just tell me. Show me. But all right. Let's, uh, let's move on to some of the interviews here before we talk about Missing Link or Dark Road. Okay. So these translations came from uh, uh, Audrey over on Twitter. I've dropped her link in the episode description uh, on YouTube. If you guys want to grab it, she is actually an amazing account to follow. Whenever something like an Ultimania or an interview comes out in Japan that hasn't been translated, she is quick to translate it and let everybody know what's going on. So I think she's a very good account to follow, especially if you're into JRPGs, be it Final Fantasy, Kingdom Hearts, Dragon Quest, whatever it might be. But I thought this was a nice message. I just want to read it out. This is from Tetsuya Nomura, who says, We've already revealed all we can today. And again, this is from the 20th anniversary event this past Sunday. We've already revealed all we can today. So there's nothing else at the moment. However, there's a lot of things that are making good progress behind the scenes. Kingdom Hearts Missing Link has been cooking for quite some time now. Which, by the way, I think that means you can expect it. 2023, the latest. I honestly wouldn't be surprised if um, Missing Link is ready either like winter 2022 or spring 2023. Anyway, um, and although Kingdom Hearts 4 still has a ways to go, I'm certain it will become something truly amazing. Please wait for more information to be revealed later. I also hope to be able to stand in front of everyone again for the 25th anniversary of the Series 2. Thank you all for coming today, Tetsuya Nomura. So there's Papa Nomura letting us know that everything's moving along. Um, again, I think it's possible we see Missing Link this year. Um, next year, the latest, 100%. Kingdom Hearts 4 is definitely early in development, um, but you got to give them credit. They're hard at work. Okay, let's see. This was something else I uh, thought was interesting. So check this out. Nomura also mentions, this has been circulating a lot. I've got a little take on this I want to talk about, but... I digressed. So, as follows. Nomura also mentions he wanted to call the next installment Verum Rex instead of Kingdom Hearts 4, but decided against it in order to not confuse the fans with the two opposing titles. He also thought that it might worry fans of Sora. However, in-house staff refer to the game as Verum Rex. Okay. So, the question becomes, was this supposed to be Verum Rex and it was renamed Kingdom Hearts 4? Or... Because this seems to be the argument amongst people. Or was it a dispute between what should be made first? Kingdom Hearts 4 or Verum Rex? I don't know where you guys stand on it. Um, I could see it going either way. Like, maybe the game we're playing really was meant to be Verum Rex, but they decided to retool it into Kingdom Hearts 4. Um, <laughs> whoa, Verum Rex 4! <laughs> God. 
Cage Insider has a comprehensive list of all the transitions. He talks about Dark Road too. Okay, here's another good source if you guys want to make your way over there. Um, but I will say, I think Varimrex is going to be something separate. Because I've seen a few translations of this, and I really think what we're looking at is they were caught between what is the next step in the adventure? Are we going to give them Varum Rex and flesh out Yazora? Or are we going to give them Kingdom Hearts 4 and flesh out what's going on with Sora? This implication here, he also thought that it might worry fans of Sora. Because let's be honest, if they did Varum Rex first, we would have waited half a decade at least to get to Kingdom Hearts 4. So I think the reason why they made haste on Kingdom Hearts 4 is because it's like, hey, they left us hanging with Sora's fate. They can't do that for too long. So they want to flesh out Sora's sort of quadratum arc now. And then I think after Kingdom Hearts 4 is done, before we ever get to another numbered Kingdom Hearts title, I think you are going to get Varum Rex. I really think you are. Maria, how are you? Drops in the chat, says, I'm actually doing a whole theory based on that statement. Well, keep us in the loop. Definitely keep us in the loop. Knock Flukel says, fans of Sora equals Disney. Very well, I mean, that could just be clever marketing speak. But honestly, I don't think it's anything too much to worry about. I know a lot of people feel like like that Versus 13 is sort of swallowing Kingdom Hearts. I don't think that's what's going on. I firmly believe that if you look at interviews with Nomura in the past, it was always the plan for these two series to overlap. Um, and I think it's happening right before our eyes. It's not happening the way Nomura wanted it to happen, but he's stubborn, credit to him, and he's making it happen regardless. So let's move on to uh, another translation I had pulled up. So this is Missing Link. I suppose we could pause and talk about Missing Link for a second now before moving forward. So here is what we know. Details about Kingdom Hearts Missing Link. Smartphone game with action elements. Emulate it to your PC. Multiplayer up to six people. That's cool. You can have a six-person party and it's going to be co-op. I've never been this interested in a mobile game before. Vertical or horizontal screen support. That's really good. That's really good. That tells you that it will be compatible with your PC if you emulate it right. Um, takes place after Union Cross, but before Dark Road. I mean, that's kind of implied because the Dark Road Scala has already been really built up. Oh, okay. So this is the missing link. Interesting. Okay, okay. Sorry. The theory brain. The theory brain is turning. The theory brain is turning, but I'm a chill. Connected to all the mysteries up until now. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wow. Oh, so it's, con yeah, it's connected to modern day mysteries. Okay, so implying that even though it's the bridge between Union Cross and Dark Road, this missing link is connected to all the mysteries up until now. Probably everything from like Subject X to Ava to all that sort of stuff. Landy is brain, Kingdom Hearts mobile theory, not clickbait. I like it. I mean, the idea of a multiplayer mobile game is awesome. Yeah, listen, I'm going to be honest. I can't, I'm not going to be playing it on my phone. I'm not going to be playing it on my phone just because, like, I can't play games on my phone. So I'm going to do the little, I know people are able to do this. I saw, I have some friends who did this with First Soldier. There's something you can download so you can play it on your computer. So that's probably the direction I'm going to go in. But let's, uh, let's pull up, let's pull up this trailer. And let's watch this over again. And for those who are listening on the audio platforms when this gets uploaded, I'll, uh, I'll do my best to stop here and there and uh, fill you in. But let's, uh, let's let this roll. Hold on. 
Mary Scary says, I think in Missing Link, another Keyblade War is going to happen. Ooh, exactly. That, that recurring apocalypse. That seems to be a theme in Kingdom Hearts. There's a recurring apocalypse. The Keyblade War. Um, but anyway, let's, uh, let's get into this real quick. And let's talk about Kingdom Hearts Missing Link. Because I actually, I think this is going to be a really cool game. Also, the music is sick. So everything is connected. This music is so good, man. Light and darkness brought about the beginning and hearts nurtured it. Life was passed down time and time again until the land was filled with thriving people. Obviously talk about Union Cross and the rebuilding of Scala. But check this out. Check this out. I want to pause it soon. This is, this is a city of light and darkness, dreams and distortion, the remembered and the forgotten. Let me get a let me get a good. So actually, let me let me dial this back a little. So what do you guys think? I've seen a lot of theories floating around that this character is Luke Sword. So again, those who might be listening on audio platforms when this gets uploaded, we're looking at a character from Missing Link. It's at the very beginning of the trailer. They've got blue eyes, blonde hair, and they've got a sort of pirate's getup, which definitely overlaps with Luke Sword. Uh, more than any other character. I don't know how I feel about that, but it's very possible. Luke Sword is a character with a lot of mystery around him, and I've got a feeling that he's almost like the anti-Lushu. That he's sort of like got the same role as Lushu, just on the other side of the war. <laughs> Martyr Might Die says 100% not Luke Sword. I, I think you're right, honestly. I don't know if anybody else can pull up anything else that's more convincing. But if I were to guess, I wouldn't think that this is Luke Sword. But you never know. G says, if ML... Oh, oh, I don't want to miss that. If ML will be connecting with reality, I imagine they will link it with Quadratum. Hmm. Listen to the tone of the narrative's voice. He sounds like a good guy. That... Huh. I'll pay attention to that. Sen Rice Pick says, gotta be Luke Sword. I also think this is an era of wielders where the ones who discovered how to cross over... That info is what Mickey is currently looking for. Ah, okay. That would be interesting. Christian Roberts says, probably your own customizable character. That was my guess. That was my guess, is this is just like an avatar that the player will be able to customize. Kid Q says, I'm going with the Luke Sword theory for now. Okay. He might be Demix. No, I don't think that's Demix. But who knows? Okay. I feel this is the... This is the player in Missing Link. I think so too. I think this is the, the character you customize. I honestly thought that it was just a player character. Me too, Jashish. I think I, there seems to be a little bit of a split there. But it, uh, I don't think this is Luke Sword. So let's, uh, let's move forward and see what else we find. What's Big Jordan Energy? Sage of the Lodge. What up, Jordan? Skalad Kylum. And you see, they're shoving this in your face. The missing link, the missing link, the missing link. Because I think Kingdom Hearts understood something about its narrative delivery, right? We are all always going to remember the moment that Lushu, that Lushu took, off, took off his hood and it was Zigbar, right? Because that was a missing link. That linked together back cover and the modern saga, Right? So when Lushu took off that hill, hood, it was like a link connected. And I think that's why everybody lost their minds and freaked out. I think Kingdom Hearts has learned this is the appeal of their narrative. 
and they're going to do it again. Something is going to happen in this game that's going to make everybody go, oh, which is what we all live for. Um, oh, what else did I want to say about that? Take a break to hydrate. Or something else I wanted to say about that missing link. But anyway, whatever it's going to end up being, it's something that's going to give us that oh sort of feeling. Let's see what else we got left. Here, people gather to be part of a whole in societies that sprawled and branched like veins through the city. Which, again, for a mobile game, it really doesn't look bad. Like, the, the buildings do look a little hollow. You know what I mean? They look very boxy. And I get, I know buildings are rectangles, but it's like, they do look a little boxy. But like, the roads and the character and the heartless all look really good. Here people got oh I already read that. And like the combat looks pretty cool, man. Nox Flugel says the missing link will be Lushu's motives and plan, how he became the traitor. I'm all in on that, Noct. I would love that. I love that. Oh, I like that. Weenus King says, I think the guy with the white hat might be Odin. I'd love to see Odin in old school Scala. I would love to see that. And again, the combat looks pretty good. Like for a mobile game, it looks pretty good. Oh, gotta scratch my back. Get that out of here. The night you awoke in this world, the star shone contorted in the pitch black sky. This is nuts. Brain's 3D render looks great. Because let me tell you, I want to know a lot about Brain. I want to know what he's up to. He wants to be the vi- I wouldn't be surprised if Brain in some way is lurking among us in the modern era. I really would not be surprised. I really would not be surprised if he's lurking with us in the modern era. So that's something, man. Again, I never saw myself being so interested in a mobile game before, but they really upped it. And like, here's the thing. I know I said this on the uh, the long stream we did a few a couple nights ago, but it's like. At the end of the day, mobile gaming isn't for everyone. Not everyone's going to play this game. Like, a fraction of the people who are going to buy Kingdom Hearts 4 are going to buy Kingdom Hearts Missing Link. Um, but here's the thing. A lot of us sickos, and honestly, if you're in my chat right now, you're probably a sicko. What up, sickos? But anyway, if you're a sicko, like, you watched all those Union Cross cutscenes. You watch those Union Cross story summaries. You know what I mean? If you're anything like me, you watch those Union Cross summaries like crazy. And don't get me wrong, even though I think Union Cross has one of the stronger stories in the series, it is so held back by the 2D sprites and like the light art style. And again, I understand they did what they had to do. You know, this is how they needed to flesh the story out when Union Cross launched. Kingdom Hearts was a much smaller series than it is today. But now, if you're someone who this game isn't for you and you don't want to play it, guess what? 
all the cutscenes that you're going to watch to keep up with the story are going to look like the console games. You know what I mean? Imagine if every Union Cross cutscene looks like back cover. I really believe that's what Missing Link is going to offer us, is every cutscene will look like back cover, and I think that's going to be great. Love seeing everybody uh, self-identify as sickos. Xehanort was the ultimate sicko. He, he was, but I think the Master of Masters is going to be like the sicko of sickos. That, oh my god, that's kind of crazy. Damo is actually working on a fan dub of the Kingdom Hearts Union Cross cutscenes. Oh? Tell me more. But yeah, guys, I think, you know, Kingdom Hearts is going to keep making mobile games, guys. I'm, I'm going to just say it. Kingdom Hearts is not done making mobile games. This will not be the last Kingdom Hearts mobile game. Mobile gaming is huge in Japan. It's so big, guys. Like, if you, if you, like, more, way more people play mobile gaming in Japan than console. You know what I'm saying? So they're not, at the end of the day, they cater to their Japanese audience before the West audience. Personally, I don't think they should ever change. Uh, but this won't be the last mobile game. But I'm happy to see that the mobile games have reached a level where the cutscenes are going to resemble what the consoles look like. And honestly, I think that's pretty cool. Let's move on a little bit. Famitsu, who is, if I'm not mistaken, the voice of Sora in Japan, has more details on Amora's decision to make King of Hearts 4 instead of Verum Rex. Yasue, Tai Yasue, said, I believe Tai Yasue, said it would be difficult to make two separate titles at the same time. So they ended up giving priority to Kingdom Hearts 4. This means a Verum Rex game is still a possibility should the opportunity arise. I think it's almost, I think it's almost certain, man. I almost think it's certain. Luis Cunha says, I kind of wish Nomura would co-produce an SMT spinoff? Dude, I'd love that. I would love that. The four sickos, Guardians of Sickos. I love it, guys. I love it. Keep them coming. Nox says, so Missing Link will have an episodic story? I believe that's unconfirmed. I believe that's unconfirmed. But I would have reason to believe it would be. Thank you, Magical Valkyrie, for correcting me. Famitsu is a uh, gaming magazine in Japan. <laughs> well, bye to my Yazora is Sora theory. Maria, it could be. It could be. In a weird way, in a very Kingdom Hearts way, Yazora and Sora might be the same, but different at the same time. You never know. But thank you for that correction, Magical Valkyrie. Um, so guys, I think a Varum Rex game is coming. I think they just want to flesh out Sora's story first. They want to get him maybe back to reality first. Reality. But anyway, let's, uh, let's keep trucking along. Yazora is Sora's stolen body, maybe? Who, oh, Adonai, they can go anywhere they want with it. All right, cool. This is a direct interview with Tetsuya Nomura. I'm going to read it out loud. A lot of cool stuff in here, guys. A lot of cool little uh, information nuggets. We're going to have a good time. All right, let's do this. Is the nobody symbol already there when a nobody is born? Or does Organization 13 mark them? Do the humanoid nobody also have marks? Nomura replied, The nobody symbol is already there when a nobody is born. However, humanoid, humanoid nobodies do not have them. You can consider them the human nobody to be akin to a pure-blooded heartless of sorts. So, I think a pure-blooded heartless is like Ansem, Seeker of Darkness. That's a pure-blooded darkness. I mean, pure-blooded heartless, excuse me. I think the equivalent of that for nobodies is like a humanoid nobody. I believe that's what he's getting at. 
Now here we go. Who exactly is Demix? Nomura replies, I get asked this so often, and if I answer it here, then we probably won't add it into the story. Is that alright? I think I'll leave it for later then. So here's the thing. I, I really think it's possible that Nomura didn't have anything too big planned for Demix, but I think seeing the fans' anticipation of who the hell is this guy really, I think Nomura is going to tool him. If he hasn't already, he will tool him into something really, really cool, man. Mm. Here we go. Do you get new inspiration? Jesus, I can't talk today. Do you get new inspiration from Yutada Hikaru's songs? Nomura replies, I think about the opening movie after she gives us her songs. In that sense, yes, I do receive inspiration from her music. It's a necessary piece to our puzzle. I mean, we all kind of knew that. Get that Demix is the master of masters out of here. Get it out. In Kingdom Hearts Union Cross, the players end up in Xehanort's heart. So does that mean that they're still there? Nomura says, you will find your answer if you play Dark Road and get to the ending. You're going to play right into my hand. Do you guys see this? Do you see what a psycho he is? Again, I'm going to read it again. I'm going to read it again. In Kingdom Hearts Union Cross, the players end up in Xehanort's heart. So does that mean that they're still there? You will find your answer if you play Dark Road and get to the ending. You're going to play right into my hand. I don't even know where to begin. I don't even know where to begin. Um, I don't know what to... Okay, I, I'll spitball. Um... Maybe the player, maybe at the end of Dark Road, like the player's released from Xehanort's heart and goes into something. I don't know. Or maybe that's when it goes into Sora. I don't know. I don't know. Something's going to happen. Nomura's sounding very evil there. Nomura's the master of masters. I feel like that's what this keeps coming back to. This keeps coming back to. Anyway, let's move on. In Kingdom Hearts 2, Riku handed a keyblade to Kairi. But I'm so glad somebody asked this question. By the way, I'm going into this interview blind, by the way. In Kingdom Hearts 2, Riku handed a Keyblade to Kairi. But where did he get that Keyblade? Do you plan to write some backstory about that? If I say yes, then if I don't follow up, I'll probably be brushed aside. So yes, we do intend to follow up with this. Good. Thank God. Thank God. Because that is something that's bugged me for a very long time. I'm like, how did Riku get that Keyblade to give to Kairi? It's the most out-of-left-field thing in Kingdom Hearts 2. Anyway, I'm glad that'll be answered. Here we go. In the flight, in the fight with Yazora, depending on if you win or lose, there are two outcomes to the story. This seems to be a first in the series, and is there some meaning to it? Here we go. Oh, Cheesecake says player is coming back? Hell yeah. I, I honestly think it's very possible that both player and Xehanort come back. Um... Anyway, here's Nomura's answer. Rather than having the two endings add meaning to the story, it was more like, since Yazora is insanely strong, most people would probably not be able to win against him. As such, we wanted to be nice to the players and let them see something after losing. We felt bad for players who tried their best to beat him but failed. And we thought it was sad if they weren't able to watch some kind of cutscene after losing. 
You know, I know that's what he said, but some part of me thinks what he wanted to say is, we knew 99.9% of people would lose the first time. So the first time we wanted to show them the real ending. You know, there's some part of him that's like, oh, the losing scene will get to be seen more. So I don't know, maybe he prioritized it. I don't know. I don't know. Riku was busy during days and the beginning of Kingdom Hearts 2, man. Yeah, he was a busy boy. How do we know? How do we... Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Ladies and gentlemen, we have just been raided by Treehouse. What up, dude? Thank you for that raid. Oh, my Lord. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Landy Lodge. We're on episode 120 of our podcast, talking all things Kingdom Hearts. Treehouse, how you doing, my dude? Let me give you a shout out real quick before we keep this podcast going. We are actually looking at translations of Tetsuya Nomura's interview at the Kingdom Hearts 20th anniversary event, and we're trying to dig up any little nuggets of information and theories that we can. Uh, those of you who are watching on YouTube, you know, you know Treehouse. He's not new around here. Please click that link in the description and support my homie. He's one of the biggest supporters the Lodge has. As you can see, he brought 17 sickos into this podcast. What's going on, everybody? We do Kingdom Hearts, Final Fantasy, Persona, and Legend of Zelda around here. A little bit of Pokemon, a lot of podcasts. It's what we do. Thanks for showing up. Thanks for showing up in Tree. Thanks for pulling up, dude. I appreciate that. All right, let's get back into it. What do you say? Woo, Treehouse, my man. Anyway. Let's get back into this. So I'm glad they're going to follow up, by the way, with the Riku, key, Riku giving Kyrie the Keyblade. It's interesting to see that they knew more people would see the losing cutscene than the winning one. And now here we go. At the end of Kingdom Hearts Union Cross, did Ephemer notice the player's real motives? Nomura, for those who played the game, they should know what kind of pairing they had with Ephemer. Albeit a sad one, as for Ephemer himself, there's quite a lot in store for him. I'd suggest playing Missing Link as it delves in the backstory of the past and will surely have answers to the mysteries. I gotta be honest, guys. I know a lot of people are wondering if Ava is in Quadratum. I don't think Ava's in Quadratum. I actually think it's very possible Ava is in Scala. I think it's very possible Ava is in this Scala ad Kylum um, with Ephemer. Not necessarily during Brain's time, but I think she's there during Ephemer's time. Um... It'll be interesting to see. I'm glad, because Ephemer is poised to be a big part. I mean, he built Scala on, on his back, man. So I'm interested to learn more about him. Because you can't just have him really help us save the day in three and then just pull what you pull. But anyway, let's move on. Why didn't When did Namine and Ansem the Wise meet each other? They met when Namine was alone after Organization 13. Sora and Riku left Castle Oblivion. As for the exact timing, you could probably guess when, but we do not have any story written about that. Okay, so basically saying, hey, it happened during this period of time, but off screen, we don't have any plans to show you that moment. And this is great. <laughs> when did Riku get a haircut in Kingdom Hearts 3D? Nomura says in Kingdom Hearts 2, a lot of players said, cut Riku's hair. So I listened and gave him a haircut. If you ask me who exactly cut his hair, I'd say it was from the wishes of the players. <laughs> He's not even going to tell you fairy godmother did it. He's just like the wishes of the players. When listening to players' opinions, although there are some where we cannot stray from, there were other voices that also made me uncertain about the path to choose. And I love this, by the way. 
For example, up until the very end, I was very hesitant to bring Roxas and Shion back. I actually thought of a story route where they did not come back. But since I knew the fans wanted to see their return, we ended up going that route instead. See, I, 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 there's something about that I really like. Because what he's saying is like, hey, listen, I've got some creative ideas that I'm not willing to compromise, right? He's like, I've got some creative ideas that I am not willing to compromise. But when there's things that I'm uncertain of, like whether or not to keep Roxas and Shion in the mix, he's willing to listen to fans' feedback. And anyone who played Remind, it's it's clear they listen to fans' feedback with Remind. It's it's clear. I'm so curious what the Roxas Shion list route was. I've been thinking about that for a while. All right, let's move on to the next one. Is the Quadrata Mark from the world where the Master of Masters disappears then supposed to be a censored world? Yes, it's a censored word. Sorry, censored word. Yes, it's a censored word. It's written down properly in the script. You will understand in time, but at the moment it's still hidden. However, avid theory crafters might have an idea already. Whoa! It makes me wonder, because I know there's that theory that... um. Like, each point in the quadratum mark is, like, a different section of quadratum. But uh, we'll see. We'll see exactly what he means by that. We'll see. Zack and quadratum would be great and totally set up by Birth by Sleep. I would love... I want Cloud, Zack, Tifa, Sephiroth back in the mix. Okay, here we go. In Kingdom Hearts Union Cross, when Ephemer and Skulls were alone and escaped from the data world... Get that shit out of here. Uh, escape from the data world. Why did a bunch of noise flow through the sky? Interesting. Since you had already escaped from the data world, there's not much we had planned that impacted the story regarding that. Since we showed that the data world and the real world, world were heading to ruin, it was just an effect of that. You know, I have to wonder if Nomura was given the questions before time or if he really can like rat these out off the top of his head. Here we go. Did someone give Isa the scar on his face? Why does it seem like a mark of a heretic? There is a story regarding Lee, Isa, and the girl they tried to save. Scald! Since there is a story, a backstory there, we are thinking of expanding on it. We hope you can look forward to it. Who would be the one to give Isa that mark on his face? Because it's still there, right? Like, I, and I think I got a picture of it too. Um, it's still there when he's recompleted. It's not like Axel, where the marks on his face went away after he was recompleted. Isa kept it. Xehanort? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Let's, uh, let's move on. During the Keyblade War, Master Xehanort could see what lies before him and took over Terra's body in preparation. However, young Xehanort should also have that power too. Why was he not able to use that power when he was younger? Nomura answers, he just didn't have the power, or rather, he didn't have enough power yet. In regards to Xehanort, I highly recommend playing Dark Road to see what happens to him. The secret to his hairstyle will also be revealed. What kind of freaking comment is that? Hold on, Grace Kim says, Landy, people are saying the narrator in the anniversary trailer is young Xehanort in Japanese. Listen, you guys know where I stand. I made a theory video on it. Xehanort will be back. I think it'll be young Xehanort, but Xehanort will be back, guys. I'm telling you. What's going on, Lightning Slash? How you doing? Valkyrie says he marked his face with an X to mark him to be a vessel. Ooh. That could be something. Um, 
But the secret to his hairstyle, like, is is Xehanort, maybe Xehanort never went bald. Maybe he just shaved his head because he went fucking crazy. All right. What's the difference between Riku and Aqua falling into the darkness versus when others become heartless and form a nobody? There's a difference between falling into the darkness versus losing your heart. Even if your heart falls into darkness, you still are able to retain your heart. However, if you become a heartless, you lose your heart, and that's the difference. There we go. The lore is sound, ladies and gentlemen. It seems that Maleficent had glimpsed what was inside the black box, and I thought the reason would be shown in Union Cross. But do you, finally, but do you plan to finally reveal that plot point? In the scene with the, Nomura replies, in the scene with the darkness and Maleficent, instead of making it very clear what was happening, the portrayal was more the, more along the lines of, oh, is it this? It might be hard to tell for the player, but I think next time we might have her explain why she reacted in that way. That's an interesting response to that question. In the scene with darkness and Maleficent, I'm just going to read it again. Instead of making it very clear what was happening... The portrayal was more along the lines of, oh, is it this? It might be, oh, okay, like they weren't being definite, like they were being subtle. Maybe there's a darkness in Maleficent. I don't know. Did he have it when he was young and birthed by sleep? We'll have to check. We will definitely have to check. All right. In Kingdom Hearts 3, when Xemnas crushes Lee's Keyblade, which honestly, that is one of my favorite moments. Is this supposed to be a Keyblade? Or is it some sort of joke? Anyway, um, in Kingdom Hearts 3, when Xemnas crushes Lee's Keyblade, he said that the Keyblade was lost, yet Lee was still able to use a Keyblade after that. We had a lot of these kind of running gags. It's not like it was lost forever, but that the Keyblade was just destroyed at that specific location. The meaning we wanted to convey was that even if Axel tried to bring back his Keyblade, it would just get destroyed again. In that moment, with the nuance being it's futile for him to use it at that time. Xemnas doesn't have the power to actually permanently destroy Keyblades. Yeah, I feel like that was actually really well portrayed and implied. I, I, I think most people would have been able to pick that up. Metropolis Days and Steph dropping in the chat. What's going on, you freaking legends? And DJ Ghoul in the chat, a sage of the lodge, another legend. Who's... Speaking of DJ Ghoul, he says, maybe after he failed to find Subject X, he did it to himself out of guilt slash a reminder to keep looking for her. DJ Ghoul, I think you nailed it. I think you absolutely nailed it. I think you absolutely nailed it. He marked himself with that X as a so, so that he couldn't forget. So that even when he became a nobody, he wouldn't forget. Send Ricepick says, oh God, then it makes even more sense that young Xehanort knows Sora wouldn't be in the world much longer. Exactly. It seemed, honestly, guys, didn't it seem to you that young Xehanort knew more than Master Xehanort? Yeah, that is so Isa, because Isa's the emo boy, okay? Isa is the emo hot topic boy of Kingdom Hearts. Let's just call a spade a spade, all right? I'm not here to bullshit you guys. Truth is the truth. Um... Yo, thanks for the shout-out. Hope you're doing well. Ghoul, I'm doing great, man. I'm doing fantastic. But yeah, I could see Isa doing that. T72 
5DB says, nice to finally meet you, Landy. I love your videos. What's the topic? We are just talking all things Kingdom Hearts 20th anniversary, Kingdom Hearts 4, Missing Link, Dark Road. We already talked a lot about Dark Road and Missing Link. We're kind of making our way into Kingdom Hearts 4. But right now we're looking at the translations of the uh, Tetsuya Nomura interview. Uh, but it's nice to meet you, man. I appreciate the kind words. Uh, I work hard on those videos. I want people to enjoy them, keep the Kingdom Hearts hype going, keep everyone's imagination spinning. So I'm, I'm glad you enjoy it, man. I, I, I enjoy making them. Uh, but yeah, I feel like it was really implied that like Xemnas didn't actually destroy Axel's Keyblade. It was more like, bitch, you ain't shit. I broke your Keyblade. Try and fight me. When the time is right, I have a theory about Dream Eaters in the future. Dream Eaters and Nightmares are going to be huge, man. I'm telling you. The child says, Landy, I have something that supports your young Xehanort theory. Please drop it on us, because I'm telling you, I thought about making a video on that for a long time. I think young Xehanort knew more than Master Xehanort. I, th I, I think in some way, through some time warp, blah, 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 he, he knows more in a way. All right, let's move forward. Oh, yeah, I just, <laughs> I wanted to emphasize this, but let's... uh. Yeah, because see here, if we look at the photo, here, let me zoom in a little bit. We can see that after Kingdom Hearts 3, he still has that scar. It's part of his face. It's not, see, Axel's are gone, but Isa's persist, which is interesting. Let me uh, bring that back. All right, let me see what else I got. Got that. We already discussed that. This artwork. All right. So we took out we took out a lot about the art, artwork in the longer stream, but I actually want to talk about it again. The child says, also, I found out the narrator in Missing Link and Kingdom Hearts 4 is young Xehanort. The child, if you can send me some sort of source that can confirm that, if you could find a source to confirm that, I'm going to go, I'll go crazy. If you could tell me that, if you could prove to me that's really young Xehanort, I'm all in. Axel Vega says, young Xehanort, which by the way, follow Axel Vega on YouTube. He makes amazing content and he is a sage of the lodge. Young Xehanort knowing more through time looping would be the same as Sora's powers growing through the time looping as well. Yes, because it's all about like the perception of time. Even though he's sort of looping through it, he himself is getting more experience. I can send a video, but how do I send it to you? Uh, are you on Twitter? I can always send you my Twitter. Um, you let me know, because I know you can't send a video in chat. Uh, or I could give you my email. If you want to send it to me over email, you let me know. I'd be happy to drop it in there for you. Xehanort theorized that lifeboats can take you to unreality. Yeah, that essentially was, was like a warning he had for Kyrie when sending her in the lifeboat. So yeah, it's very possible some of them went to Quadratum when they went through the lifeboat. But anyway, let me know what you guys think of this. You'll notice on the artwork, actually, this will give us a better view. So you'll notice on the artwork, and again, we talked about this before, but I'm a little bit more into it now. Sherlitzia is the only one with her eyes closed. Now, I get that this isn't like Kingdom Hearts 4, like, box art, although this would, this would look incredible on a jewel case. Imagine they made, like, the all, this is what they were missing on the Switch, I swear to God. Imagine they made this the jewel case for the Nintendo Switch all-in-one. You realize how much money they make? Sora isn't smiling in the Cage 4 panel. He is. You can see a little uptick. It's, it's just definitely a smaller smile than his more childish uh, self. 
Xehanort theorized, yep, Angelina Jolie doesn't have a heart, so she was perfect for the role of Maleficent. <laughs> Fucking Nelly, man. There, Umbra Munin says there is no confirmation, but it sounds just like him, especially in the toy box scene before the final boss of the area. Also, isn't it interesting with the narrator's words in the Kingdom Hearts 4 trailer sound a lot like the warning he told child Kyrie? Yeah! And you have to wonder where he get that from. Sleepy Sherlitzia. The new art is beautiful. It's incredible. It's incredible. Do we think that's how Sherlitzia got to Unreality? She is the true dandelion sent to Quadratum in a lifeboat. Could have also sent her forward in time to account for the time gap. Yes, I think that computes. If Sherlitzia really was the one in the white hood, um, that would make perfect sense. But what that would also tell me is Lushu is in Quadratum. Because if, if Lushu is the one sending the true dandelion to Quadratum, then that would tell me that Lushu is the one standing beside the Master of Masters in that trailer. And we'll get to that. We'll definitely get to that. Sherlitzia is definitely cuter than Kyrie, in my opinion. I don't know. Oh, my poor baby Kobe. I don't know. I love the way Kyrie. I love the way everybody looks in this, in this new art. But specifically, Riku and Kyrie to me look absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. But listen, guys, Shalitzi is asleep, okay? Now, when we look at the Dream Drop Distance cover, Sora is asleep. And we all knew what that alluded to. What's another one where somebody was sleeping in the, in the box art? Was it Ventus? I don't know. But I know we have a history of if a character is sleeping in the game's art or has their eyes closed in the game's art, it, it in a way will allude to them themselves sleeping too. I don't know if there's any other art. But I want this art released directly. I want to frame this and put it on my wall, honestly. I, I want to frame this and put it on my wall. Charlizia could have the same role in 4 that Naminé had in Shade of Memories, trusting in the art. Yeah, and that would, kinda, that, would, that would actually be kind of cool. That would actually be kind of cool. It would be cool if the player character becomes the Master of Masters. I might really like that. I might really, really like that. I believe that Dream Drop Distance started it. I'm not sure, but I know who was sleeping in Dream Drop Distance. Ventus was sleeping in some Birth by Sleep cover arts. Yes, that's, that, that's what I thought. Wait, in this artwork, there are two different versions of Kingdom Hearts 4 Sora. Where do you see that? I'm only seeing this guy. I was thinking Sora was falling in Dream Drop Distance. Artwork, was he asleep? Have to look. I'm pretty sure he is. You can... uh. Feel free to report back. But look, this is so deliberate. Charlizia sleeping in the art is so deliberate. And I have to believe that that means something. It has to mean something. I'm wondering, I know I just put out that Charlizia video about it maybe being an imposter. But I think it's equally possible that like, that's data Charlizia. Or that she's projecting herself somehow. I don't know. We have to uh, really have to see. Let's see. Do I have anything else left? Okay, so check this out, guys. I wanted to show you guys this. These plates look amazing. I really might have to scoop these because they look amazing. Anyway, let's. Uh, I want to definitely talk about Kingdom Hearts Four for a little bit, and then I definitely want to take as many questions from you guys as I can. So let's uh, let's re-review this Kingdom Hearts Four trailer, and then. Uh, We'll discuss it a little bit, and then I said I'll uh, get into some questions. A Darkling's Hope. Hey, what's going on, man? It's not in this artwork, but there's the same artwork with Sora having four fingers up and wearing black gloves. Really? Oh, it's like there's two of them going on out there. 
Cat Black says, I still, I still think now more than ever, Quadratum is a datascape. Sora's appearance is a reflection of the world he is in, like with the other worlds he visits. Yeah, I, I could definitely see that. I could definitely see that. Finally, Kyrie has an individual station. Yeah, it's about time. All right. Oh, that is one thing I wanted to point out. That is one thing I wanted to point out. Very nice touch, by the way. Very nice touch. That Kyrie is over here with Aqua, right? Because this is like kind of where she's going to be at right now. She's going to be working with Aqua, training under Aqua. I like that she's over here and that Riku's over here because he's got the history with Roxas and Shion. Just thought that was a really nice touch on the artwork. Umber says, remember how someone said last stream that there were symbols behind each Sora that resembled the games they're from? Kingdom Hearts 4 Sora has music notes, stars, crown keys, and X's. Yeah, music note, star, X's, crown heart. Oh, okay, that's a nice, uh, that's a nice, uh, that's going to be something to look into. All right, let's roll this Kingdom Hearts 4 trailer. Let's talk this up a little bit, and then I'll uh, take some questions. The Lost Master arc, which, guys, I feel like that could be a mislead. So you hear the Lost Master arc, and you think Master of Masters, and you think the Foretellers, but what if there's a wielder that the Master of Masters is trying to bring back? You know, and that could be the Lost Master. Who knows? DJ Ghoul says, theory of Charlizia isn't truly dead. Maybe her Chirithi didn't die either, but ended up in the final world. It would make more sense than Ven's Chirithi and have a greater purpose for future games. Axel Vega, it's almost like Yazora is looking at the Kingdom Hearts art as if it were a 2D world in his realm. Interesting. Interesting. So if this... I forgot... Keep forgetting about the audio podcast. If this isn't the ending you desired, if it brings you despair, then leave this world for another. Your options are endless. The heart resides within the soul, which in turn is guided by fate to its rightful place. Okay, can we talk about that for a minute? So the heart resides within the soul, which in turn is guided by fate to its rightful place. So what is that trying to imply? Is that trying to imply that Quadratum is Sora in his rightful place? Like, I don't know. It's, again, it seems a little deliberate. I know Kingdom Hearts can be a little bit subtle and a little bit vague at times, but this seems pretty direct and deliberate. I don't know. I, I Sometimes I wonder, I know Sora's born on Destiny Islands and stuff like that, but I wonder if maybe like Sora is really from Quadratum in the world of fiction. I don't know. Let's keep rolling. Okay, so I'm sure you guys saw Circulating. That looks like the foot of an ATST. I think it's I think Star Wars is coming to Kingdom Hearts cuz like think about it, right? What did they show us in this trailer? They showed us Quadratum. They showed us a city. Why would they cut away for a second or two to show us a nature scene before taking us to the city? Know what I'm saying? Here we have the that's got to be the foot of an ATST. You can't tell me it's not. And look, this looks like it's the planet Endor and with the ATST right there. And it looks like you might see silhouettes of Ewoks at certain parts. But I think one, this is a clear sign Star Wars is coming. 
Two, Nomura's always been a big fan of Star Wars, so that should excite you. Three, if this is Endor, and that's which it looks exactly like Endor, and that's an ATST, that tells me we're gonna get the original trilogy, which you know, you can have your opinion, whichever one you like best. Me personally, I think the original trilogy flies so much higher above the rest. I'd want them to either write their own Star Wars story, which Nomura making his own Star Wars story sounds like a dream. Sounds like a dream. But if they were to just like do rehashes or exist within a plot, I hope they stick to the original trilogy. Again, I think it flies so high above the rest. But if we look here, guys, I don't know. What's that doing in the middle of a forest? What's that doing in the middle of a forest? Come on. All right, let's keep this moving. They show us that chessboard again. And this. This freaked me out, man. Seeing Charlize and she looks good, man. She, they, they did a good job on her model. She's cute. EA also lost his exclusivity on Star Wars in terms of gaming. That's right. It was around the turn of last year, around January of last year, EA lost its exclusivity on Star Wars. DJ Ghoul says, if Sora got a Keyblade, what color would it be? I'm not sure what you mean by that. He has a Keyblade. Darth Vader will turn out to be an alternate reality Terranort who believes he had a son. I, God damn it, dude. Oh, lightsaber, lightsaber. I think it would be a blue lightsaber, right? Because you have that pattern where like blue lightsabers are for like the rookies and green lightsabers are for like your veterans or your masters. So I think it would be cool to see Riku get like a green lightsaber keyblade, but Sora has to get a blue one. The strings at the beginning of them showing the forest really remind me of Somnus for a few notes. They do. Oh man, the good boy is popping off. Yeah, we had a dog walk right by our house. And when he sees another dog, man, he goes, he goes nuts. Red mushrooms, red traveling the farthest, a galaxy far, far away. Axel, I love it. I love the way you think, man. Too natural to say Keyblade. If they were to combine Star Wars and Marvel, Star Wars would be a fun crossover with Guardians of the Galaxy. Hey, that could be a good time. I would love that. I would actually love that. Get him, Kobe. <laughs> I really thought it wasn't Sora until my eye moved down and saw the crown chain. Yeah, you had to like double take, right? You had to double take just to make sure. Someone, it's Quadratum's Goofy. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's keep it rolling as we review it. What's going on, guides? Been asleep for seven days. In a world full of life, but for you and I, it is similar to an afterworld. So here's the thing, guys. If Quadratum works as an afterworld for certain characters, what that tells me is a lot of characters who die might be here. Like, everyone we lose in Dark Road might end up here, you know? And when we think about everybody else we lost, they might end up here. You know, who knows? Maybe Replicue is ending up here. I think Sora went to Kyrie and Melody during that seven-day sleep. I like that, Adonai, that maybe Sora was sleeping because he was traversing his way into Kyrie's dreams. I would love that. 
Yes, yes, all the yes, Replicue, Replicue is here. I think it's possible anyone that we've lost is a candidate to be in Quadrato. Would Clayton be here? <laughs> you never know, right? All right, let's keep this rolling. Yo, the first time I saw this trailer, I thought someone was coming out of that car. I love seeing Sora run right into battle. A slingshot keyblade, baby. I couldn't be happier. And I just want to say, like, look at the platforming and how hard they've worked on it. Like, I will say, I liked the platforming in Kingdom Hearts 3, but it was a little bit wonky at times. Um, it looks like they're really making a lot of efforts to make it smoother. Now, I don't know if that slingshot keyblade is the end of air step or if it's the end of flow motion. But personally, I really liked flow motion and air step. So um, I hope it's not gone. But if they replace it with a cooler mechanic, you won't you won't see me lose uh, lose sleep over it. Oh my God, the good boy! I love him. We all love Kobe. These are his peak hours, and the same dog that walked by before walked by again. So I'm gonna just drop a bunch of Kobe motes in the chat. There we go. Landy, do you have any thoughts on the seven days sleeping being connected to the Reapers game? You know, I've heard I've heard that thrown around that maybe while he was asleep, he was in the Reapers game. I don't know. I think, even though I think World Ends With You will make its return, I think Kingdom Hearts is really focused on closing up loose ends right now. You know what I mean? I like the hookshot type of Keyblade. Me too. I think it's great. I think it's great. A Kingdom Hearts movie would be better than Sonic and Mario movie. I agree, Nelly Belly, but I, I really want them to stick to the games. I love how Sora is sliding down that middle part of the Shibuya Hikari building. Me too. Like, again, the platforming just looks so much better. Reaction commands are back. Oh, and I had somebody comment that the bot. You guys see the bottom part of the HUD, the HUD? This part right here? So apparently, and I don't know how true this is, but I had somebody comment on my video that this bottom section right here translates to build. So you're going to have different builds for Sora. Again, I don't know how true that is. It was just someone who commented on my video who wanted me to know that this is attack, magic, item, and then the fourth one is build. Yeah, it's the word build in katakana. Yeah, now that, when Nomura talks about mixing up the formula... I think that's, ex that's a big part of what he means right there. That you're going to be creating different builds for Sora. Which, again, they can take that in a million different directions. Thank you, guides. Thank you, guides. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't follow KH Guides, we cannot do business.
beautiful. Also, I really like I really like that we're going to be getting a lot of um uh, a lot of um what would you call it? original music, right? Cuz that tune we just heard right there was nothing we ever heard before. Build a drill. What, what let me see that. What is that comment? Build a drill or construct of light. Ooh, I do not know. I do not know. There's the boys and love the new logo. I do too. Could that be Debix beside Master of Masters? I don't think so. I think I think he was genuine when he kind of switched, quote unquote, switched sides in Kingdom Hearts Three. I think that was genuine. Um, but let's uh, let me pull that up. Okay, so whoever's standing next to him is shorter than him. I feel like Zigbar is a pretty tall character. I don't know how he would measure up against. Oh, shit, we got a super chat from Jim the Grapple. Yo, let's pop it off. Jim the Grapple coming in with, if Quadratum is an afterlife, it mirrors the unseen realm from Fabula Nova Crystallis. Dude, you are talking my language. You are talking my language right now. All right, let me show you a little something. Let me pull this up. I think, where is it? Let me see. I got to find it. There's a, there's a spot that says Fabula Books in the trailer. Let me pull this up real quick. Let me try and see. Maybe it was earlier? Nah, it's like when people are crossing the street. It's very brief. Yeah, let's pick it up here. Yeah, check it. Where is it? Fabula Books. Right there, Jim. Right there, Jim. You're on to it, Jim, with that $5 super chat. Let me just say, Jim, I do really appreciate that. Those super chats go a very, very long way. All I ask is you hang out in the chat. You never need to throw money at me to get my attention. But thank you, dude. I, uh, I really appreciate it. If, um, but Fabula Books being right there... Like, again, there's a lot of Easter eggs right here, right? Dream Eater, D-Eater, and Fabula Books. That's no mistake. That's no mistake. But uh, let me pull up the uh, master uh, shot again. So I've heard a lot of theories get tossed around on who this guy could be. I think there's a chance it's Lushu. I think there's a chance it's Yazora. I doubt it, though. I don't think it's Yazora. I don't think it's Yazora, but it could be. I don't want to rule that out. Um, let's see. It literally says Dream Eater and D-Dream. Yeah, no, there's a lot of Easter eggs right there. There's a lot of Easter eggs. I have thought that Master of Masters is Yazora. I suppose it could be possible. Demix having his sitar really makes it hard to see how he stands without it. That's a good point. We very rarely see him uh, without it. But it'll be interesting to see who this is, right? It could be it could be young Xehanort. That's the other thing. It could be young Xehanort. We can't rule that out. We cannot rule that out. Uh, Quadratum is the world Lightning & Co. Went to at the end of Lightning Returns. May, I never finished the 13 trilogy. I played the first and the second. I never played the third one. I think that Master of Masters' new apprentice, Lushu's replacement, since he's a traitor. Yeah, I mean, 
we never considered that this could be an original character. That's a very good point. Jim the Grapple says the Astrals from verses 13 and 15 could be re-flavored as the Willful Darkness. Fights that Monster had Ifrit and Titan vibes. Oh, you're right. You're right. The Child says, check the Bird app. I sent you proof. Okay. So, the Child says they have proof that the narrator in these trailers is young Xehanort. Let me see. I'm not seeing it anywhere unless you tagged me. Okay. Hold on one second. I'm going to play this back. One sec. The child, and this is... All right. Oh, cool, cool. Let's actually, let's, let's pull you up. Let's pull you up. Okay, guys, let's check this out. This is proof that young Xehanort is the um, narrator. Let's run it. Hello, I am the child, and this is the child, you know, this is my Twitter account. So I'm gonna watch your stream here, I just muted it so I can give you proof. Um, so, this just... What? Yeah. Okay. Ah. <gasps> No, it's all good. I was I was able to hear that. I was able to hear that. That is similar. That is quite similar. Honestly, I think playing more side by sides would be good. That does sound. That does sound a lot like Young Xehanort. I don't want to like say it's um. What do you say? I don't want to say it's definite, but it does sound a lot like him. I gotta say. Um, here, let's put this on loop again, like we did. Mute that. All right, guys. If you guys got any questions. Uh, now's a good time to fire them in the chat. If you got any theories circling around your head, I'd be happy to share them. Um, and then we'll wrap it up. But I do want to give some time to answer some questions and explore whatever freaking uh, crazy theories you guys have going on. Let's see. Landy, you absolutely need to at least watch the story for 13.3. Huge story there. I actually want to replay them. I want to play 13.13.2 and Lightning Returns all over again. But maybe I'll watch the cutscenes beforehand. Yeah, Def could be young Nort. He's a slippery boy. And he knew about Quadratum, right? And we're yet to see that. We're yet to see how or why he was able to know about Quadratum. Quadratum, yeah, no, I already got to that. What if the foretellers kill Zigbar and he goes to Quadratum? Very possible. I feel like Zigbar is a slick enough dude. He could find his way there and back. By the way, guys, if you enjoy the music we're listening to, it is by Akira the Don. I've got his link in the episode description if you need that too. It's also the music that was playing as the intro. The dude says, I enjoyed your Oren theory on why Donald and Goofy are in the underworld. Yeah, to me, it doesn't really make any sense to me. They're not down there looking for Sora, right? Because Goofy says, oh, maybe he can help, you know? If, if Sora is the ultimate goal, then Sora is not going to help them find Sora. That and like, when Hades bumped into them, they acted like they really didn't want to see him. Now, I think they'll probably get the information they need from Hades. I don't think just because they're looking for Orin, that means we're going to see him. But it only makes sense to me that that's who they would be looking for. When you think about who could they possibly be friends with in the underworld or have a good rapport with, Orin's the only one. Let's see. If this Scala in Missing Link is the same Scala from Kingdom Hearts 3, Dark Road, just years in the future, hence the architectural upgrade. Then is Daybreak Town still in ruins underneath this city? 
But also, Nomura said this takes place between Union Cross and Dark Road. So I have no clue. Um, I think this is the this is the Scala before Xehanort and Ericus' Scala. That's the way I'm understanding it. Valkyrie says, do you think Nomura will have Kyrie accompany Donald and Goofy after they're done in Olympus? Especially after her training with Aqua. That's a good question. That would be kind of cool, actually. If you could have Kyrie be like Sora's stand-in with the party... I actually think that would actually work out pretty well. I think that's a good idea, Valkyrie. Okay, speaking of 13, what if the Master is Hope, even though he reminds me more of Snow? I'll say this, Sora's new design kind of looks like Hope from 13. Before the Kingdom Hearts 4 trailer came out, I thought KH3 Chirithi could be the player's nightmare Chirithi, pretending to be Venz. When it died, it said it would come back. Interesting. Yeah, we, are, we do need to see that sort of plot thread flesh itself out. They may still be looking for Hades, and Hades just caught them off guard because he's a spooky Disney villain. That's always the chance, but it's like, from the second they even heard his voice, before he ever threatened them, right? While his flames were still blue, they got really tense and sort of scared and skittish. Um, I imagine before Hades got angry, they may have reacted differently. I still think Sora becomes the Master of Master at some point. I think that works if Sora is like the Master of Master's from the timeline where they lost the Keyblade War or something. I don't mean to repost, but if Light and Darkness don't reach Quadratum, how is Darkseid there and how is the Keyblade summonable? And I think the reason for that, uh, T7, is because Sora breaks that. By Sora simply being there, it brings Darkness and Light into the world. It's a world without Light and Dark. But by Sora being there, he sort of breaks the fabric, much the way he did when he broke the fabric using the power of waking. What if, Don what if Donald and Goofy are looking for a Reaper? I'm not opposed to that. I think that would be cool. Do you think there might be a connection between the 7 remake Harbinger and Darkseid? No, I don't think there is. But it's possible. Anything's possible. We could be in the Nomuraverse. Landy, what if the Union player is in Quadratum? I would love that. I want the player to make a comeback. The story of Goth Skyla. Do you think there's a darkness in the mirror, like the darkness that was inside the Queen of Hearts? Hence why Zera asked if the mirror recognized him from back then. That's very possible, and that's a good point. I don't know. We'll have to see that through. We'll have to see that through. All right, listen, guys. I'm definitely going to keep the podcast going, but I got to run to the bathroom real quick. I got to run to the bathroom, and I want to refill my water. I'm still going to take as many questions as I can. So just hang tight real quick. I'll be right back. Just need some water and to uh, go to the little boy's room. All right, all right. Let's get back into it. My buddy's trying to chase bunnies in the backyard. It's kind of adorable. He loves bunnies. Well, I shouldn't say he loves bunnies. He's a cute and cuddly little boy, but if he sees a bunny, he becomes a bloodthirsty killer. All right, let's get into it. All right, oh boy, they really piled up here. All right, when they show the new logo, the M in Kingdom Heart lights up an X, and if the four, if you cut the V, it becomes 13. Well, okay, let me say that again. The M in Kingdom Hearts lights up. All right, let's, let's just pull up the... I like this. Okay, so when they show the new logo, the M in Kingdom Hearts lights up an X... All right, let's pull it back a second. Let's see that. Pull it back. Oh, yes! Yes, you're right! You're right! Oh, my God. 
Here, I'll put it in slow-mo, guys. I'll put it in slow-mo. That is crazy. That is crazy. All right, here we go. Slow-mo. That is kind of nuts. Hold on. Lights up an X, and the 4, if you cut the V, becomes 13, a.k.a. versus 13. That's kind of cool, man. That's a nice little find. Do you think Kingdom Hearts 4 might have some classic old-school turn-based system in it? No. Although, I would like to see a turn-based Kingdom Hearts game. Oh, let me get this off the slow-mo. I would like to see a turn-based Kingdom Hearts game. Uh, I just don't think we see it anytime soon. I just want a Kyrie, Donald, and Goofy campaign. I'll take it. Also, how did Scala get such a glow-up during Xehanort's lifetime? Or does time flow differently between Destiny Islands and Scala? I think that's the thing. I think every world is on its own time axis, which is how something like that could happen. One of Donald... Uh, looking for the Reaper. We got that. The fight against Master of Master will be a chessboard aether like Xemnas' nothingness realm, constantly jumping through worlds in time. Okay. About the Grey Scala being before Xehanort and Ericus's time. We saw Xehanort was born in the Grey Scala in the Union Cross finale. That's right. That is right. Oh boy. Senrice Pick says, With Shalitia and Quadratum as the true dandelion, has spread light to the world where it doesn't exist, and darkness follows. Let's see. Mary Scary says, Light begets darkness, so what, wherever light spreads to, darkness follows. Exactly, with Sora showing up and the dark side coming to Quadratum. By sheer Sora being there, it allows for light and darkness to start bleeding into Quadratum. Okay, do y'all think the Foretellers went to Quadratum at any point? I actually think it's possible that the Foretellers were in Quadratum before Lushu summoned them back. I think that's very possible. I feel they did, but don't look the same as the ones that... Let's see. I think the Foretellers just went to the future, never to Quadratum, because they seem confused like they were randomly teleported. But that's why I think they might... They might be te getting teleported out of Quadratum. Bunnies beware. Yes, bunnies beware. <laughs> Legit, he's the, I swear, he's the sweetest dog in the world, but once he sees a bunny, he turns into a killer. I swear, during the apocalypse, it'll be very handy. If Donald and Goofy aren't looking for Orin for some reason, my second bet is Cloud. Yeah, that's a, that's a good second guess. Because again, who else do they have a solid rapport with? I don't know who else they have a solid rapport with. All right, let's keep it rolling. Umbra says, so we've seen three types of gazing eyes now. The bright blue ones, a dull one, and the red glowing ones from the Xehanort Remind boss fight. Who knows what the heck that could mean. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I still don't know what that means, but I'd like to think on it for a minute. Sora is a dark side magnet. Yes, exactly. Okay, Nox says, I agree with you that Master of Masters is Nomura's self-insert. It so is. Darkness is Disney. They keep chasing him. That's why he left the Quadratum, so he can have freedom. A Ah, where he has 100. That's interesting. That's an interesting take. I like fourth wall narratives. I like that. Nomura said that Foretellers time traveled. Okay. Okay, so it's a time travel. So that probably rules them out from being in Quadratum. Umbra says... Is it possible that the player reincarnated again at the end of Kingdom Hearts 3 and he became a good guy again? So that's who's talking in the trailers. Hmm. That's a good question. But I don't have an answer for it. 
Axel Vega says, so the bosses that are shown in the Dark Road update that X, that Xehanort and Ericus fight means something in Stranger of Paradise? Do they? Kid Q says, Ava made it to Quadratum. In my opinion, she was trying to get away from it all. Yeah, so like, remember? Remember when um, the Master of Masters gave Ava her role and was like, you're going to train these Keyblade wielders and fly off to another world? And um, when Ava was talking to that crowd of Keyblade wielders, she was talking to them like you're going to head to a world made of dreams. You know? Which is a very odd thing to say. Uh, um, it's very possible that those trained Keyblade wielders flew off to Quadratum. Now, whether they're still there, maybe they were in Quadratum's past, I don't know. But that's very possible. I'm calling the CG Disney castle from the movie intros in Kingdom Hearts at some point, too. I could see it. I could see it. Umber says, probably means nothing. But when player character 2 summons his Keyblade in scene, the Keyblade covers one of his eyes. And again, the truth is what you see with your eyes, not what you hear. That's a, that's a compelling observation. It's possible that's Lushu. That's the thing, no matter what time period we're in, it's always possible Lushu is there. But if they could just go to Quadratum, then why didn't Ava know where to find the Master? Maybe that's not where the Master was. But it is a good question. I don't remember who said it, but on Twitter, someone said the dark side in the four trailer has the head of another Heartless. I don't, rem I don't, I can't recall which Heartless, but I know Axel Vega said it looks a lot like Seymour's hairstyle in FF10, which I thought was cool. Cheesecake says maybe the eyes, maybe the eyes replacement time. Bright means the future, dull means the past, and red means the present. That's an interesting take. I could potentially see that, but I guess to give everyone a further idea of what we're talking about. Where is it? I made a theory on this and it's been discussed, but if you weren't around, I find it very interesting how dull the Master's Eye is here. I think it's very, uh, suspicious. Let's just leave it at that. If, you're in if you want to hear more, I made a whole theory on it. In Egyptian mythology, oh, here we go. The right high of Horus symbolizes the sun or morning star, representing power and qu quintessent quintessence and whose left eye was the moon or evening star, representing healing. Oh yeah, and he got that eye ripped out in the underworld by Set. It looks like Dark Inferno quite a bit. In Mary Scary says, in one of the Union Cross cutscenes, Master of Masters tells Lushu he questions too much, and he always makes his own theories that are way too convoluted. And that is so meta, Nomura's roasting the fans. <sighs> oh man. That's exactly how I heard that one too, Mary. I felt seen. When he said that shit, I felt seen. LOL, it does look like Seymour. It does. I can see it, but also maybe lighting? Yeah. I, I don't know, right? Because it's like... Even in dark lighting, right? Even in dark lighting. Like when we're in the Master's room in Union Cross. It's a very dark room. But the light, sh the light shines bright. And like where, and the Keyblade in the Realm of Darkness, right? Riku, when Riku's Keyblade broke in the Realm of Darkness, it doesn't get much darker than that. The light was, the light in the eye was still glowing. What if it being dull means he's not watching? Iron, that is my theory exactly. Or that his vision is compromised. Hey, I, I, Captain Kai! Coming in here with a party of four. What's going on, my dude? Thanks for dropping in here. We're talking Kingdom Hearts on episode 120 of the Landy Lodge podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, 
Make sure you follow... Uh-oh. I think I got your name wrong there, bud. Let's try that again. I... Oh, I, Captain Kai. Got it. Dude, thank you for the raid. Really appreciate it. Everybody, please check them out. Oh, man. For some reason, my shoutouts aren't working. I'm sorry about that, but... Oh, I see what I'm doing wrong, buddy. I gotcha. I gotcha. We don't give up around here. I, I, Captain Kai. Did I get it? There we go. A Kingdom Hearts 3 fan himself because he has a refined palette. I really do think Kingdom Hearts 3 was the best in the series. If you include Remind, you have to include Remind. Um, it, it got me so excited for the future. And to see things panning out the way they are makes me a very happy man. But thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for that raid. I appreciate it, dude. But anyway, um, let's get back into it here. Okay, DJ Ghoul, as I said, I don't remember which one. I'm searching a tweet. Do you think Master of Masters may be Odin in Dark Road? The missing eye seems like a hint. I actually think it's Lushu. It could be the Master of Masters, but I think Lushu might be Odin. Let's keep going. Owen Moore says, wait, remember that saying in Kingdom Hearts 1 during the Station of Awakening? The closer you get to the light, the greater your shadow becomes. Look how Darkseid has transformed. Wow. That's an interesting point, Owen. That's something to think about. I think it's the mobile textures because they ain't unreal, that's for sure. I got But I got to disagree again, Square, because we've seen the gazing eye in a much more inferior technology. Like, yeah, this is a cell phone, but there's more power in this cell phone than there was in a PS2. Like, there's more power in that cell phone. Like, this cell phone can handle better-looking videos than back cover than the time when back cover came out. So I don't know if I could chalk it up to that just yet. Plus, I've seen a lot of mobile games that look absolutely gorgeous. We just spent four hours talking about insane theories on Kai's stream. Yeah, so you, so you understand what's going on here. I love it. I love it. Did you see the machine learning thread? I did. I just have not had enough brain power to, comp to, to comprehend it yet. So I'm going to have to check that out and really swallow that. Umber says, I DM'd you some young Xehanort stuff. Don't know if you've seen it yet. I have not seen it yet. If I can catch up with the chat and still have time, I'll pull it up. But if not, can always wait for another podcast. And in Recoded, Darkseid was symbolized to literally be Sora's darkness. I think Darkseid might be a, a creature sleeping within Sora. Um, like, I don't know if we have any Naruto, fa Naruto fans out there, but I almost feel like Sora is a Jin Churiki and Darkseid is something that sleeps inside his heart. Darkseid is so huge in Quadratum because the entire city is afraid, not just Sora. I get that, and you're right. It's called the Unwritten Era, so it could be. That's what I'm saying. Kingdom Hearts is very deliberate with that stuff. Calling this the Unwritten Era, to me, means it's not in the Book of Prophecies. But why would he cover a fake eye with his hand? I don't think it's a fake eye. I think the eye's been compromised, and that's why it's dull. And him covering it is sort of to just, like, put a little icing on the cake. Let's see, Sora about to summon Ten Tails. Nine, tail, nine Tails Dark Side. You guys are getting it. You guys are getting it. I really believe that. I really think that creature is sleeping within Sora, you know, because he shows up in Quadratum, which is supposed to be this plate, place of neither light or darkness, but he shows up and suddenly without fail, that creature starts manifesting itself. I'll send you some more Xehanort stuff I compiled during the stream over Discord. 
Definitely, definitely. And even though I am on Discord every once in a while, I'm pretty bad, admittedly, about keeping up with my Discord stuff. So if you guys like to send me stuff or want to talk to me off stream, Twitter is really the best place for that. I've gone and dropped a link in the description. Um, but yeah, you can always send it to me on Discord too. I'm just, I, I do a bad job of staying on Discord. Let's put that, let's put it that way. Do you think No Name is losing its power and that's why the eye is more dull? I think that's a, I think that's a chance too. Something is going on. You know what I mean? This thing is so bright in every other appearance, but here it is dull as hell. Uh, if we're going to be talking Naruto in the chat, I have not finished the fourth Great Ninja War, so don't say anything that's going to spoil that. Nox Flugel says, I think he's covering it because he doesn't want Master of Masters to see this is a mobile game. That is so good. That is so good. Square Pair says, so I guess that means we would have to see how No Name I is restored during Missing Link. That too. Let's go. Have to dip, but love the stream as always. DJ Ghoulman, thank you. Sage of the Lodge, I love you, dude. Thanks for your support. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for sharing your thoughts. We'll see you next time, man. Oh, my lord. DJ Ghoul, the person said that it could be something like a Neo Dark Side. Interesting. Okay. Too long didn't read. Lushu questions the black box's color. And that knowing and understanding are two vastly different things. With machine learning, the program is referred to as a white box. But just because you know the code doesn't mean you understand it. Making it as useful as a black box. Machine learning is also meant to mimic the brain, which has also been related to a black box we cannot understand. Let me read that again. So this is the machine learning theory here. Lushu questions the black box's color, and that knowing and understanding are two vastly different things. With machine learning, the program is referred to as a white box, but just because you know the code doesn't mean you understand it, making it as useful as a black box. Machine learning is also meant to mimic the brain, which has also been related to a black box we cannot understand. Interesting. Interesting. I still, that's, that's, a t that's still a tough pill for me to swallow right now. I still got to think about that. But that's kind of crazy. That is kind of crazy. Okay, let me, uh, let me check. I got sent some young Xehanort stuff. Okay, let's pull this up. Okay. So, apparently, let's get the timestamps. At 4.29, let's listen to young Xehanort. Right? Wait. Okay, so there's young Xehanort. Now, let's hop back to this narrator. That does sound like him. That does sound a lot like him. That does sound a lot like him, I have to say. Brains, brains in this Scala alongside with this hooded person with no name, unless they're one and the same. Brain is the virus of the master's plan. Did he infect the eye? 
Yes. Yes. Black box is also used for data. Ah, okay. Baldur has similarities with Ravius from Final Fantasy XV and Scald with Gentiana from XV. Ooh, I didn't make that Scald connection before, but I could see it. What if we were misled by Unicross and Xehanort and Sora are actually in this... Re- is the reborn Ephemer and player respectively or Sora Ephemer that we haven't been told? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Mary Scary says, Black boxes are also data tractors in planes and stuff. That's right. That's right. Oh, my God. Oh, now it's clicking. Now it's clicking. I used to think that the Master created everything from data, all the Keyblade wielders in their hearts since coded, and Tron confirms data can gain hearts. Absolutely. Absolutely. Waypoints are also used in flying. They are semi-accurate points of reference. Ooh. Ooh. But yeah, like the whole idea that this, this eye would be hollowed out and the brain is the virus... It works, right? Because with Brain being the virus and Lushu being the traitor, they have every reason to want to work together. You know what I'm saying? They have every reason to want to work together and do something that the master can't witness. I think young Xehanort is probably a big fan of Brain, who probably became a legend for future generations. Let me tell you something. Brain, Lushu, and young Xehanort would be an amazing trio. Remember when Ienzo said Sora's multiple hearts were like boxes? Oh my god. Oh, man, I could see that. I could see that wholeheartedly. I could see that wholeheartedly. <laughs> He's got his autograph CD. Oh, God. All right. All right. Well, listen, guys. I think that is uh, I think that's where I'm going to wrap up episode 120. Uh, we got through everything I wanted to get through. We touched on everything I wanted to touch on. Um, I appreciate everybody sticking out. If you're on Twitch, again, as always, please stick around for the raid. Um, as for everybody who hung out on YouTube and Twitch... Uh, I absolutely love doing these things. I absolutely love hanging out with you guys, talking this stuff. It's a great time to be a Kingdom Hearts fan. I'm going to keep pumping out theories. I'm going to keep pumping out podcasts. We've got a really special guest joining us next week, next Tuesday. It's going to be a lot of fun. That's going to be the next podcast episode, barring that something else doesn't come up. But I really appreciate everybody hanging out. I love you all. This has been great. It's a beautiful time to be a Kingdom Hearts fan. More content is on the way. If you are on Twitch... Please stick around. We are going to raid. Ooh, boy. Ooh, boy. We are going to raid the, the Super Spaghetti Brothers, who also have a great Kingdom Hearts podcast that is worth checking out. So please join us for this raid. Let's take over their chat for a little bit. Let them know what's up. And again, thank you all for hanging out so much. It was absolutely, absolutely, absolutely a, uh, a pleasure. But I want to give... One more special, one more special shout out to Jim the Grapple, who came in here with a $5 super chat and an amazing theory that got our heads spinning. But until then, ladies and gentlemen, we will see you next time. Peace out.